We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. I thank you for joining us. My name is Shelley Volk, and it's a privilege to uh, continue the teaching we've had this week on the covenants of God. We've been covenanting, we've been covering the covenants that God has made with the people Israel. And we started by talking about the covenant to Abraham. And just for reference sake, if you want to look at the scriptures, you'll find the, the covenant with Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 15, verse 8, and Genesis chapter 17, 1 to 8. And that covenant was for Abraham and his descendants. And that covenant was passed on to Abraham's son Isaac. You could read about that in Genesis 26, 1 to 4. And then it went on to Jacob. You could read the the covenant that God made with Abraham, Isaac, and with Jacob, Jacob in particular, Genesis 35, verses 9 to 12. In fact, these are summarized in Psalm 105, which I'd like to read to you. Psalm 105, beginning at verse 6, summarizes the covenants made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Beginning in verse 6 in Psalm 105, O seed of Abraham, his servant, O sons of Jacob, his chosen ones, He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac. Then he he confirmed it to Jacob for a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan, as the portion of your inheritance. So we see it went from Abraham, then to Isaac, not Ishmael, then to Jacob, not Esau. And this is for a thousand generations for the natural descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We also spoke about the covenant that he made with King David. And I'd like to read that for you. And we find that in Second Samuel chapter 7. Second Samuel chapter 7. I'm reading from the New American Standard, chapter 7 in Second Samuel, 
beginning at verse 10. I will also appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them as they may live in their own place and not be disturbed again, nor will the wicked afflict them any more as formerly. Even from the day that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make a house for you. When your days are complete and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your descendants after you, who will come forth from you, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall, be, he shall build a house for my name, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be a father to him, and will be a son. he will be a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will correct him with a rod of men and the strokes of the sons of men. And my loving kindness shall not depart from him, as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. Your throne shall be established forever. Naturally speaking, from a historical basis, God was speaking about David's son Solomon, but prophetically, he was speaking about David to come, and Jesus is the greater David, the Messiah, the Holy One of Israel. We need to remember that these covenants were unconditional. They were eternal covenants, and God is a covenant-keeping God. In fact, if he doesn't keep his covenants, where do we all, as believers in the Lord, stand on our faith? It's, it's on sandy ground rather than on a rock. God is a covenant-keeping God. We spoke of the Mosaic Covenant as well that was given to Moses on Mount Sinai for the people. But this was a conditional covenant because it depended on Israel's obedience. If Israel obeyed, they would be blessed. If Israel disobeyed, they would be cursed. And you could read about it in, in, De in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Now we come to the New Covenant. And again, because of uh, my people's rejection of Jesus, they are still not living in the New Covenant. But God has opened the gospel of the new covenant to the nations, to the Gentiles, because of the blindness put on our people, as well as their rejection of Jesus. So I'd like to read the new covenant where it was first stated in Jeremiah chapter 31, beginning at verse 31. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers, in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, although I, I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. Let me just say this. He's referring to the Mosaic covenant, not the covenants made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and David. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and on their hearts I will write it, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people." And they shall not teach again each man his neighbor and each man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will rem remember no more. We, as believers, members of the body of Christ, are living in the new covenant, but as yet our people have not had their eyes open. God is going to deal with them in a time called Jacob's trouble, and they will come into the fullness of the new covenant. Now, how do we know this is an eternal covenant? How do we know that God is serious about this covenant to Israel? Well, let's continue on in Jer Jeremiah chapter 31, beginning at verse 35. 
Thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for light by day and the mixed order of the moon and the stars for light by night, who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. If this fixed order departs from before me, declares the Lord, then the offspring of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. Now get this, God is saying, if, if the, if the, uh, the, what can I say? The pattern of day and night begin to fail. That's when God will forsake his Jewish people. But as of yet, it has not failed. And I can tell you, it will not fail in the future. Verse 37. Thus says the Lord, if the heavens above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out below, then I will also cast off all the offspring of Israel for all that they have done, declares the Lord. So we could see it's a, it's a, um, a unconditional covenant that God has made with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. At the same time, there is a law that we have to keep, not the Mosaic law, but when we look at the Sermon on the Mount, those are commandments. In fact, they're more strict than the Ten Commandments and the laws that God gave to Israel. But there's a royal law of the Messiah. And in order to see that it's an internal covenant demonstrated by outward works, we see that God also puts his spirit within us. In other words, we need a new heart and a new spirit to obey the commandments of God. Listen to these verses from Ezekiel 36, beginning at verse 22. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you went. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when I prove myself holy among you in their sight. That's going to be a glorious day. Verse 24, For I will take you from the nations, gather you from all the lands, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean, and I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. What spirit is that? That's the Ruch HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will be careful to observe my ordinances. And you will live in the land that I gave to your forefathers. So you will be my people and I will be your God. This goes back to the Abrahamic covenant. When God gave a covenant to the people, but that covenant also included the land called Israel. So this is yet to come, and we stand against the false teaching of replacement theology, which basically says that God is finished with Israel as well with the Jewish people, and that the church is the new Israel God. If you believe in replacement theology, I just want to appeal to you to study the word of God. Because if God is finished with Israel, if God is not going to redeem Israel, if God is going to not save people, as he says, all Israel shall be saved through the Apostle Paul in Romans 11, verse 26, he is a liar. He is a covenant breaker. And I trust if you really know the Lord, if you have an intimate relationship with him, 
you know God is a liar. It, the word of God says every man might be a liar, but God is not. God is a covenant-keeping God. He has made a covenant with even unsaved Israel. They are still his chosen people. But the true Israelites, according to Paul, are those Jewish people, natural descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who have come to the saving knowledge of, of Messiah Jesus as their Messiah as the Son of God, as the Lord God himself. That's the true Israel of God. And God has so often dealt with remnants throughout history. And at the end of the days, through the tribulation, we can also witness a time of Jacob's trouble, where great persecution and great uh, demonic activity is going to come into the world through the Antichrist. And he's going to try to wipe out the Jewish people across the world. But it will not happen. Other other failures we know of was throughout the history of the people. We think of Haman. We think of Pharaoh. We think of Hitler most recently. God calls Israel an everlasting nation. So please go over these verses. And God is a covenant-keeping God. And the new covenant, which is what we have entered into, is an eternal covenant. Hallelujah. We can only say thank you, Lord. This being Friday... I want to um, identify my, uh, myself with my Jewish kinsmen, and I'd like to recite the Shema, the heartbeat of my Jewish people. And if you know it, say these words along with me. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Interesting, if you don't know it, the word Shema means hear, but it also means obey. Father, I pray for the church. I pray for my people Israel, that you're bringing this age to a glorious conclusion when all Israel shall be saved and you shall return to earth to establish in its fullness the kingdom of God. I pray this and look forward to it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 That's P.O. Box 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 And you can also contact them on their website ShellyAndJuneVolk.com That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com Until next time The Lord bless thee and keep thee The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.